1: Incredible. Hard to believe, but we are now. Starting episode 41 of the Battle for 1600 with me, Sebastian Gorka, member of the President's National Security Education Board, and my co-host, strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to the President. You can follow him at Boris EP on Twitter, Boris Epstein. You know him as the Baron. Baron, welcome back to our podcast.
0: It's good to be here, my friend. It's good to be here. Let's, uh, uh, just lots to talk about, lots to discuss,
1: and you know what? The battle continues. The battle continues. The, the mainstream media be, is behaving, Boris, as if this is a done deal, as if you, Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Joe DeGenova, you simply don't exist, and Joe Biden is the president.
0: Well, the media, as always, are wrong, and here's why. Because it's not the media, it's not Twitter, and you know what? It is not the state canvassing board who make the decision on whether to certify results. That is not what happens. It is state legislatures which decide who won the most amount of legal votes in that particular state. That That is who decides.
1: Yes, it's uh, it's not the media, it's not Brian Stealth, it's not Jake Tapper, it's definitely not the New York Times or the Washington Post that decides who the president is, and until the Electoral College meets. Until somebody, a candidate, receives 270 vote minimum in the Electoral College, there is not even a president-elect. Your response, I was just played an audio cut from somebody, never heard of him before, don't know who he is. Allegedly, he, he would be the chief of staff in a Biden administration. And he's complaining, Boris, about how the Trump administration isn't working with them. They're not providing the security clearances, to biden's team they're not helping they're not disclosing the coronavirus emergency plans with the biden team what is your response to those uh, amongst the democrat talking heads who are saying well why aren't they playing nice with us Why, why isn't the trump administration playing nice with team biden after the last four years isn't there a good answer to that boris
0: but here's the answer after the last four years, after President Trump won the election in 2016, fair and square, which was an absolute win for the president and for the MAGA movement, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and the rest of the Democrat cohort, very much with, um, very much including uh, Barack Hussein Obama himself, right? They absolutely and unquestionably, absolutely and unquestionably, did not respect the decision of the American people and of the legal voters in 2016. They did not respect it. So, and, and, and having said that, they what they did, they didn't just not respect it, they perpetrated a hoax on the American people, the Russia hoax. That's what the Democrats did. And we now know that happened because we've we've seen evidence that Hillary Clinton, as soon as it was clear she lost, her and her team made up this hoax. Okay? That's what happened in twenty sixteen. Here's what's happening in twenty twenty. There's been widespread election fraud all over this country, all over the United States of America. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, all over, okay? And Joe Biden wants to pretend like it didn't happen, of course, because it helped him. And the media wants to pretend like it didn't happen, of course, because there was Joe Biden. But the, the the case in point, the fact of the matter is that these people, the Democrats, they've perpetrated a fraud on the American people, and we're working very hard to open the information up again about that fraud, to... Make sure the American people know what happened in this election. So while the media and Democrats all want to pretend like nothing happened and it's all fine and there's no, there's no history of voter fraud in, in Democrat cities like Philadelphia, Detroit, uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Madison, we are not going to allow for that to happen. We are going to make sure the Democrats answer for their long history and present of voter fraud all this whining and and pearl clutching. is pretty funny because do you know who the point person on on um, Al Gore's recount was that that put that that pushed Al Gore to not concede until December twelfth of of two thousand?
1: Uh, Remind us, Boris.
0: Ron Klein. <laughs> do you tell, know who? Tell, uh, yeah, I do. Tell,
1: tell our tell our listeners who Ron Klein is.
0: Ron Klein is the person who Joe Biden said that if he wins, will be his chief of staff. So just, just get to the point here, right? Just, just, Ron Klain, the same guy who ran Al Gore's recount and was allowed to do so by the mainstream media with, you know, without interference, he is the person who, who, who is now Joe Biden's supposed chief of staff incoming, and is saying, well, no, 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 there's nothing to see here. We have to certify it. It's dangerous to drag it out. Well, he himself was the one dragging it out in two thousand.
1: Crazy crazy. Uh, We saw you at that amazing uh, press conference uh, last week. Rudy Giuliani introduced you as a part of the uh, the legal team that is challenging all these cases of voter fraud. We're so happy to see you there. Uh, We're not going to discuss the question of Sidney Powell. I'm going to address that on on my show, America First, today, guys. Uh, Tune in 3 to 6 Eastern every day, Monday to Friday. You can follow it on YouTube. Subscribe. It's free, America First, Sebastian Gorka. But talk to us. A couple of concerns Uh, that a lot of people have expressed to me. Number one, there seems to be such a huge amount of evidence, affidavits from uh, Democrat poll workers, statements from individuals who saw ballots being shipped in through loading docks through the rear entrance of various uh, election centers. Uh, Here's my issue, the time crunch. It's December 14th for the Electoral College. The inauguration is, of course, January 20th. Do you have enough time as a lawyer yourself, as a trained uh, legal professional? What, what, How are you managing the incredible time crunch? And then number two, do you and does the president, do you have enough people on the team to get the job done in the speed that it has to be done in, Boris?
0: Yes, the answer is yes. Because the process, it's a constitutionally laid out process. The electors from each state are going to get nominated on the midnight, December 13th into December 14th. And on January 6th, they will be counted. That is a constitutional process. Between now and then, this this team, led by Rudy Giuliani, and of course, led and ultimately by President Trump, are going to be laying out the extreme amount of... I mean, they're finding ballots left and right in Georgia, left and right in Georgia. They are, in Pennsylvania, almost 700,000, 100,000 mail-in ballots were not counted with observers present in Philadelphia and Allegheny counties. Allegheny is where Pittsburgh was. Right. In, in Michigan, 71% in Wayne County, which is where Detroit is, Detroit is 71% of voter rolls do not match up with the amount of people who voted. So, meaning the amount of, the amount of people on the rolls and, and ballots that were supposedly cast are larger than the amount of people who supposedly voted. How, how can that happen? Yeah. How can that happen? Wisconsin, the, the recount is continuing and is uncovering tens of thousands. That we believe will be over a, hundred, over a hundred, if not hundreds of thousands, of people who were not given the right to vote mail in or absentee in Wisconsin because there it's a privilege, not a right. You have to apply for it. Arizona, same issues with
1: observers, issues with, with the, uh, Trump votes not being counted. That is all across the country it's 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 fundamentally it seems to be a gargantuan task and and here's my question uh, to you Boris and and maybe it's, there is you know it's it's both of these it's not one or the other but there seems to be two large categories of what you guys are uh, investigating number one is just the the actual fraudulent generation of fake ballots whether it's dead people voting minors voting whether it's batches of thousands of votes all for Biden with no down ticket votes on them so that that is clearly you know one type of uh, evidence and the second seems to be this fascinating constitutional argument that was made that because various uh, democrat controlled district districts differentiated in their treatment of the ballots from Democrats versus Republicans, that there's a question of uh, unconstitutional discrimination. For example, when you found, you know, when when Democrat poll workers found that uh, Democrat voters had incorrectly filled in their ballots or forgotten the security envelope inside the mailing envelope, they went back to those Democrat voters to give them a chance to correct their mistakes, to make sure that those thousands of votes counted. But in Republican districts or with Republican Republican voters, that didn't happen. That argument, that constitutionally bound one that is less on, on technical forgery, but more on truly discrimination at a constitutional level, that seems very, very powerful to me, Boris. Is there a weighting in the team or in your personal expectation, which one of those is, is going to be more powerful or which, which one has the greater likelihood of ending up in front of the Supreme Court?
0: Well, you've got to go down all paths. You've got to go down a path. A key path, and actually Ellen Dershowitz talked about this uh, with Maria Bartiromo on Fox News, is the the Constitution of the United States gives state legislatures exclusive, exclusive power to determine how elections are held for for president, not Senate and Congress, but for president. And if you look all over the country, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and so on and so forth, state officials, secretaries of state, Boards of elections have changed the rules, but they haven't gotten governors in case of Georgia with a consent decree. They've changed the rules, but the state legislatures haven't consented.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay. your your response to this this is really important because you're on the inside. And there's far too many voices, I think it's still a minority, but there's far too many voices in the public domain, uh, putatively on the right, who say, OK, guys, enough is enough. It's not going to happen. You don't have enough time. Time to just uh, acquiesce to to the Biden drumbeat. What is your response to those conservatives, those Republicans who are losing faith right now, Boris?
0: You got to keep the faith. You could not lose lose faith. You got to look around the country. You got to see what's happening. You got to understand just how much fraud has been perpetrated, has been perpetrated by the left. And you got to see what we're doing, which is bringing that fraud to light. And it is so vital for us to do that for this election and for future elections. Keep the fight going. Look at the numbers. Look at 5,000 or more votes uncovered in Georgia. Look at, again, almost 700,000 mail-in ballots were counted in Pennsylvania without being observed. Look at the issues in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona. It is absolutely never-ending. Never-ending. So you've got to keep the fight up. And this is President Trump fighting for this country and fighting for the future of our free and fair elections.
1: And what happens, Boris, if, if these issues don't get fixed now? If, if we see 8, 80 million unbidden mail- mail-in ballots being sent out and then massive, apparent, massive voter fraud across numerous battleground states. If these matters are not fixed right now, what is your prediction for, for future elections in the United States? Well, that's the problem,
0: right? As you look around, and if you went and you talked to Americans and you said, okay, here's a question. Do you believe that Democrats perpetrate fraud in elections? Do you believe that the 1960 election was, for example, fraudulent yeah. in, in Illinois and Texas, among other places? I will bet you that 90 to 95 percent of rational Americans would say absolutely. But you know what the problem is? That Republicans generally they just say, you know what, nah, this happens. We're just going to live with it. Well, we're not living with it anymore. We're exposing it. We're exposing what the Democrats have done in this country for way, way, way too long, way too long. I mean, how is it possible that in Wayne County, there are more people, there are more people who voted than who are on the voter rolls? How is that possible? Where are the Democrats, and Wayne County is, is Detroit. That's Detroit. How, if somebody could say to me, you know what, there's, there's a reason there, there's a reason. And if they want to explain it to me, I'm willing to listen. But you know what? I, 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 I cannot imagine it. I cannot imagine. And that's only absentee. Those numbers are only absentee in mail-in. So if, so if someone's got a rational explanation for that, I'm absolutely willing to listen. But as of now, I haven't seen a rational explanation. The only rational explanation that you could find for 71% of Detroit's absentee precincts not balancing, where the people who signed into poll books don't equal the number of ballots in the voting machine, is that there's extra ballots that are being brought in. That is the only reason.
1: Incredible, truly incredible. You're listening to episode 41, incredibly, of the Battle for 1600 with my co-host, Boris Epstein. Follow him on Twitter right now. Boris, EP, strategic advisor to the Trump campaign. And now on the President's Strike Force's alpha team of legal experts challenging the... Go ahead. So this is 41. I'm always confused about where we are in the numbers. Yeah, allegedly, uh, Mr. Eric told me as we prepared to go uh, live on this uh, recording that this is episode 41. Isn't that crazy, Boris? That is
0: so crazy. and I, I think we had a couple of stub episodes in there because life has been so crazy. So we may have even thrown in there at 41st. Maybe it was while Eric was on his very quick hiatus.
1: His sabbatical. And, uh, his, and his, his, very, his brief sabbatical.
0: His brief sabbatical. And now it's 42nd. Eric, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go through and, and do an audit,
1: a hand count, okay? <laughs> we we don't, uh, don't want any demands. Biden math. We do not want any Democrat math, no, okay? If no you, Biden math. No, but if, uh, this, this
0: podcast has grown so much. It's been vital for, for you and I to discuss these issues. And we've had a blast. And by the way, just so everybody knows, that, that there's always a time to have, to have a little relaxation, okay? And, to, and time to, to think while enjoying I can confirm that in the, there's been a 20-minute period in the last two weeks when I did enjoy
1: a cigar. But just 20 minutes, right, Boris? Just 20 minutes. Just okay. 20 minutes. Once okay? cigar. and cigar. And cigars have been very
0: limited, and we're waiting to smoke a cigar when we finally are done exposing all the Democrat fraud and we bring this fraud fully to light and when all the legal votes are counted, because that's what we're confident that President Trump will be deemed to have been reelected
1: to four more years. It's up to us, guys. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow this man, Boris EP. He's got to get back to work because he is on the A-Team. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Follow me, Seb Gorka, on Twitter, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. And don't forget, he's a regular in-studio guest on our regular daily radio show, America First. You can subscribe on YouTube. Look for my name, Sebastian Gorka, and America First. You've been listening to episode 41, perhaps, of the Battle for 1600. God bless you, Boris. Keep fighting the good fight. See you next episode. God bless you, my
0: friend, and God bless all the listeners.